First question we ask everybody who come on the show is, when you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Damn. That's crazy. And I knew that was the question. <laughs> I, I want to say the first person that really, like, got me was Paul Pierce. Mm. Oh, the truth. Celtic Paul Pierce. Yeah, look. cute. That's why I was so hyped when we played them people again going to playoffs and we play them, I finally got to get at them people a little bit, talk my shit when I first came. He was doing shit that it was just like how you making that? You know how somebody like it, he just was getting the spots. Yeah, he's not faster than you. He he, he, he don't got the <laughs> yeah, shake up dribble. He just get right a, a little bit of space to do what he needs to do and he I'm, good. I'm like it's right there. Like I could steal this a hundred times out of a hundred yeah. times. And I can't steal it. He going to step back, not even away, like far away yeah. from me, just a little bit, and barely get it off. And it's, oh, my. He worked on that. It was all mid-range. Yeah. That's his operating office right there. That's 17, 18 feet. Cookies. Oh, uh, step back. Then, you know, you got your team and start getting mad. I'm like, hey, man, do this. I'm, man, all that, y'all. I'm guarding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, all this advice now. Where this advice coming from? Yo, 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 we live on location. Me and D-Miles is here at home in Orlando. And yo, man, we got a Chi-Town brother in the building today, you know what I'm saying? This, this, this real hometown cooking right here. This is my partner in them, you know what I'm saying? This shorty in them, this Joe from out west, you feel me, man? We got my homeboy, Iman Shumper, world champion. Yeah, sir. And let's not forget hip-hop lyricists with albums out right now. Joyride. Welcome to the show, bro, man. We appreciate you for coming up on us, pulling up on us from Miami. Yeah, yeah, yo. You know, you know, I appreciate y'all having me. So that's yes, sir. person give me advice like bro i know how to go at him <laughs> like 30, 30 points 30 points man, they got all the right ideas like how you could have stopped them like brother man where was your antennas when he was up here tattooing my ass the whole game yeah he he was the first person to really frustrate me and i i i remember that because i i recall becoming a fan because of that like i had to study I believe Paul Pierce began my YouTube craze where I start watching players' whole right. highlights. I'll watch 18 minutes. <laughs> right. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to get the film from the film, guys. I'm going to watch that. But I'm going to become a fan all week knowing I got to play this man on Saturday. I'm going to watch your celebrations. You know what I'm saying? How rude is he? Do he talk shit? Do he push off? Every time he do this, well, I see this clip over and over. He always hit his game. Do he push off? How is he getting in separation? Am I going to get that call? I'm definitely not getting that call. So how am I going to make up for that shit? (laughs) 
What do I do when he do this? Because it ain't it clearly. And it's you a ain't foul. getting that call. But you look, look. You and him, on, me bro. and him. I'm not getting. Most people are not getting. Hey, that but that call. tell you like that tell you how old we no. is. Because like you saying YouTube, like you can go on YouTube and watch somebody highlights. When we got in the league, it won oh, yeah. YouTube. We had to go to that video guy and get that information and, and get That's them all. tapes. That's hey, hey, friend. send me all his shots for the last five games. Like, oh, he right. can't go left. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so wait. Before we get there, I want to, I want to rewind, take it all the way back, because it, it, some just popped up that I, I was unaware. Of. This was, this was news to me. You went to middle school with Evan Turner. Yeah. Hey. I, I broke the steel. This record. I never knew that. that. Out there in the West Suburb, oh. West Side, we got West Side <laughs> of Chicago in here. A whole lot of Joe, you know what I'm saying? Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> whole lot of, whole lot of. So I, I never knew that about you and him that y'all went to grade school together and hooped together. I never knew that. So when we went to Emerson, so you know, all of Evan was, he was always the, you know, you got your city kids that ain't real right. city kids. They using somebody's address to get up. I knew Evan had one of these. I had like three guys that is, you know, they was one of them. If they with their grandma, they in right. park. If they with this yeah. person, they in Chicago. If they with that person, right. they out south. Like, that's how shit go. So I didn't know whether Evan was going to go there or not. But we knew each other from playing travel ball, little pickup ball, all that little dumb shit. We was cool, but we wasn't cool like that. When we got to Emerson, he kind of saw like, oh, no, he can go, go. You know what I'm saying? And I saw he loved to score. So it was like, this works perfectly, bro. I ain't really into scoring because it's too many of y'all that want to do. For some reason, y'all don't like doing the other parts right. of the game. So I'm going to just do the other parts, but I get to sort of control shit as long as I keep you happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Evan was perfect because back then, all he did was shoot. Right. Yeah. He had a clip. Like, he just grabbing it, letting it go. Like, Evan, he'll have 30 in the first half. We won't play mm. second half. <laughs> but I'm just hounding. The, as soon as the ball go through the net, I'm hounding. Whoever got a handle, I'm hounding it. I get all my points on breakaway. I just want to do layups, <laughs> trick layups. You know, look at the crowd short as hell. I'm looking at yeah. the crowd. I'm denying passes, being an asshole, man. But I'm short. I'm just running around super fast. like. And then high school, we if he, if the man would have went to the park with me, that's though. What I, that was the next, that's the follow-up. That's the follow-up. Like, where did, the, where did he, what happened? Shorty went to St. Joe's. He pulled the city kid car. That's went what to I was going to say. Like, how did y'all not play together? Yeah. Little tighter. You see what I'm saying? But I was so... The part of me that threw everybody off, I had these same bridges to uh, get to these schools that had the program <laughs> that was the IT program. But I also had this pride to me that it was just like, bro, why y'all don't want to go to Old Park? But y'all want to go to other schools and then pull up over here and kick it on y'all cars. Y'all want to right. you want to go to Old Just come here. Like, I get it. Nobody won. I get it. Coach Al Strick. Ooh, like, shorty, come hoop here. Like, just come. Like, y'all be here all the time. I know all y'all. I get it, though. When you see somebody, you know how I go at the crib. We don't see nobody get out of that. <laughs> it wasn't Michael Finley. Ain't nobody coming home. Yeah, it wasn't no right. coming home. Like, we saw Michael Finley. And we saw, like, like Q. We'll see Q. We'll find him, come home, play. Y'all come play in the pro-am and shit. Like, kick it with us. It's mm, like, all right, yeah. that's our little bridge. But it's like, I wasn't into saying I'm gonna go. Oh, I gotta go to 
Crane, Westinghouse, like all my friends, like, man, we finna transfer, we finna go do whatever y'all gonna do. Y'all <laughs> still gonna deal with me if y'all put me on this schedule, sorry. Hey, that's the funny thing about high school. That used to be yeah. like, everybody, I'm about to transfer. I'm about to go here. Transfer. I'm about to go there. Like, I'm like, man. bro, I can't do it. My brothers all went here, dog. I'm comfortable yeah. here. My grandma lived down the street, bro. I'm comfortable. Right. Like, why can't we just win here? Yeah. Like, I know I'll be over your crib, bro. Like, when I was in high school, that's how it was. I wanted all the hoopers to come to the hood and hoop with me, but they was all around the suburbs. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, y'all grew up and y'all was born here. Went to elementary school here and then I just ain't gonna go to high school here. See, I was different. I was all city all day right then. You know, grade school went to Whistler out in the hundreds. Then freshman year went to Brother Rice. That was the curveball right there. Spent the year at Brother Rice, bro, like playing against them. I didn't even get to go to varsity. It was sick. I'm like, nah, as soon as I ain't get to go to varsity, I'm gonna transfer. Boy, I was like, nah, bro. And I ain't had work. You about to you about to do this year. Right after that year was over, I was one of them kids. Like, I'm transferring. When my ass right to Whitney Young, I'm in the city again. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Lit. Lit. So you at Oak Park, and you got to make a name for yourself because everybody around the city is loaded up. Not only do they got a nice player or a superstar on their team, they got a squad. How was your competitive edge to be like, no, nah, I got to make a name for myself in the big city with all these big-time teams around? It's crazy. It's it's going to sound shallow or weird, kind of. But I literally wanted to play city teams to impress girls. <laughs> like, And that's the most honest I could keep it, G. Like, I ain't never kept it that that, uh, that <laughs> a thousand, which, like, no bullshit. My whole type of shit growing up was, like, I had an issue with women liking the homies because they did street shit. Yeah. Or you like him because he go to the school that ain't winning. Like, they just disrespectful and bad. Like, <laughs> you loving that. And I don't get it. Like, I didn't understand that. I'm yeah. like, I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm like, no, nah, we over here trying to make it over here. Like, yeah. we could kick it like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But bring right. everybody over our house. Like, we be having our house packed out now because we won't the kids in our family to all get a taste of this. Like, we all, you know what I'm saying? When I played mm -hmm. in high school, it was like, I was in Coach Al, yeah, like, Coach, come on, we got to play them. We got, you like, you want to play yeah. for them. Western House. You're like, what did you, you know what What is your thirst? Get Crane, why yeah. you ain't putting Crane on the schedule? Because I'm like, gee, these is all the teams that swear to God, I'm so nervous to come there. I'm like, nah. Put them on right. the schedule and make it an away game. Make it an away I, game. You already I know. I want to go in their house. <laughs> I want to go in there. So we beat Foreman. They pat people down going like this little bit shit. Before they come out, they going like that. They right, right. Oh, ooh, after we flushed him off, yeah, pat me down. Now, pat me <laughs> Now, everybody pat me down. What's y'all come out? Uh -uh. Uh, but I wanted to go, and I wanted that because that feeling, that fight or flight feeling, it's real when you go out west or you go out south. And you playing that team that ain't supposed to lose to y'all because y'all technically supposed to be some suburb kids. When people think suburb kid, like, I don't know what they make up on the piece of paper. I just never knew that piece of paper part. Like, yeah. I knew me and my brothers, and I was like, we technically, like, when we found out we were suburb kids, we was confused. <laughs> we didn't know what that right. was. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't know what it was. Like, I put Chicago on my city town. I put that shit all the way up until, like, 
I believe I got the seventh grade or sixth grade and they brought me into the office and was like double checking my addresses, called my parents, everything. Cause I kept putting Chicago, Illinois. And they like, all right, now he ain't making this many mistakes. Like why he keep putting Chicago? Yeah. But it's all I knew. I knew Bulls, I wore Bulls yeah. jerseys every day to school and shit. Like that's what I wanted to wear all the time. Everything was Chicago. I go to my dad, my dad job at the school. He worked in the city. I'm in the city all the time. He, doing his insurance papers and shit, letting me play over here at the Golden Dome, where, like wherever he just could pull up. He just like, hey, man, let's play. Let him play. I'm playing with grown-ass men. But I, I played against a dude, Joe. No cap. My dad made me play one-on-one, Joe. It was a dude with no draws on, a belt on his jeans, G. It took his shirt off and had to play me when he was playing. He was shooting around. I don't know why he was shooting like that, but I had to play this man one-on-one. He was the smelliest, nastiest player I ever played against, bro. And I beat him. I beat him, too. <laughs> I beat him, but I remember my dad making me play him. I was mad as hell at my dad the whole time. But he was like, it's good for you to just – because I could play yeah. anywhere. He, he was like, you shouldn't care. Like, it's the same game. Ball, go in the rim. You stop anywhere. the other team putting – Anywhere, any coast, any hood, any playground, anywhere it got that gold and that ball, same thing, same outcome come about if you, if you, who you is. You know what I'm saying? And when people see you in that element, they understand like, bro, he ain't scared. He really love this shit. Like now I could be a fan of him. That's how I felt when I would go in the Western house and they stomping in the stands and all my teammates shell shot. Well, a couple of them was thirsty like me, where we wasn't really like, that's why we was winning. But, you know, the, the rest of the bench is sort of like, oh, like, oh, it smell like weed in the crowd. Like, oh, hey, hey this why, <laughs> this why I tell people that the Chicago Public League, it, I don't know about now, but when we was coming through the Red West, bro, bar none, one of the toughest conferences in America. Forget the city in America, bro. It's, it's boy, I'm talking about when you – the environments alone. Like, we can't have 7.30 games. Our game's at 3.15, 3.30 right after school because it's going up if that game is 7.30. It's too many people out of work, too many people can make it there. It's going down, boy. It's always standing room. The gyms ain't big enough. So it's going to be standing room only. It's going to be people. Every time you make a layup, you're going to fall into – they might push your ass out that crowd. I'm telling you, boy. We didn't have lot, combination locks thrown at the bus, everything. The like the NBA crowd being back like that like calms me, but it kind of yeah. takes a part of me away. If that you know what I'm saying, like it professionally is dope. You go from the jungle to the ballroom. <laughs> hey, so yeah, but it's like that energy. There's nothing like it. even in college. College took that energy away. A lot of my. You know, you know. Hey, that but look though, Sean, listen to what I'm about to say. If you think, if you th- if you think about the NBA, what you just said, the team, the only place that gets you anywhere close to what you're talking about is Utah, and that's why it's hard to win there because they fans right there up on top. You kind of, it's not like how what we talking about, but that's about as close as you get in the NBA, and that's why it makes it like tough. They right there. Yeah. They right there. And you like how Russ was. You just feel like you want to turn. Like, what's up, bro? Exactly. <laughs> that's why. And that's why it's probably more incidents there than anywhere else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like they right there, and it's all the way around. They right there. Just don't want them to change it. Like, don't change it. Leave it. Like, leave it. Like, that's a good staple. Like, it's disrespectful in Utah. It's supposed oh, to be. Yeah. 
Leave it. I mean, now, obviously, not crossing that line, but I mean, like in the lines of what we talking about, yeah, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be hostile territory, point blank period. Ooh, I, I love it. I hate that the shit happened with Detroit and what you call it, but like fans getting mad and just ah, like screaming and saying disrespectful shit, like the shit that happened with Reggie Miller. I feel like that was the same type of shit where people going at him and then Spike says something to Reggie and it just inspires Reggie going. to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't yeah, I don't want you to take that away because that's part. Sometimes Russ may be having that bad game, and shutting that fan up is what inspires. You know how they used to be the like, game. "Don't wake that monster." Yeah, that fan wake that don't monster. Up. <laughs> let that let let that sleeping dog lie. I love when it's loud on the road and somebody just say the wrong thing and we get inspired and we make yeah. the next three that timeout hit. Word. And you, hear, you hear yourself finally. You, oh, no, no y'all yeah. ain't better get quiet now. First of all, like, but you guys understand, like, the way we grew up, we yeah. thrive in that because we we've been we've been we've been we it, we we can't escape it when we growing up. When you don't matter where you at, we go to lunchroom. You got some weak shoes on. You about to get capped off. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't escape it from the environment we come from. So everything getting us is the okay yeah. engage. Like what's happening? I'm like I'm used to like okay that's why I can crack jokes because I've been cracked on yeah. hard. So now yeah. I gotta be able to yeah. come back. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned how to fight because I got beat up and I got jumped. And so now I know that I can take that punch dead in the face. That like a lot of people ain't got hit dead smacking their face and their eyes water up that bridge they nose and then they see, damn, oh, I'm all right. Like when that that's happened, crazy. that changed your whole perspective. The people that's sitting out there right now, when they ain't never got punched, I'm talking about punched, punched straight in your fucking nose. And your when you take that and you feel it and you go through it, that changed your whole life, bro. I promise you. No lie. I've been on, what, four teams now in the league? All four of the teams. I usually ask everybody once in a while, like, like will, you know, fights talk come up. Like, I'd be like, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. I'd be the knock me. I'm over. Be like, I ain't never got knocked out. I'm like, well, how many fights you been? Right. Because <laughs> listen here. I done got knocked out before. I know exactly how I feel. I done got, I done got almost knocked out. Jumped. Stumbled my way out of a fight. What? Jumped. I done got, I done lost the one-on-one and then got stumped because I hit the flow and balled up. <laughs> I'm like, no, I done had every version of a fight. That's why now I'm confident in doing it. You know what I'm saying? That's why now it'd be like, okay, I ain't going to overreact to no situation. I've been in that situation. But even when we on the court, you know, when we was hooping in New York, that's fun to me. Hey, hey, you got a little buddy over here with the braids. He ugly as hell. Hey, you throw it, throw it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it creates a confidence within the um, team. It's part of the game to me. Hey, who, look, look at buddy. Who? Hey, he can't guard me till his braids get long. Hey, come on, man, come set the screen. <laughs> who, who him? Who him? Bruh. Who got him? What's his name? Hey, y'all put him on the scout. I'll just say anything, but it's all part of the game. Like, I love that confidence. Like, I love Chicago for doing that to me, Joe. Like, hey, for real. That's how I love where I grew up. Like, I'm so glad my parents had me right there and had me move over there, like, move over there and go in the old park and having the best of both worlds so I could get some of the city, but I also got a nice structure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got, I feel like shit. I got shit. I, I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I look around at times, I'd be like, man, something happened the right way. So I, <laughs> I, I, 
That's what I was about to ask you, though. Like, you was kind of like the late bloomer. We even talked about this before. So at what point in your mind did it click for you? Like, all right, I'm one of them, right? But then when did everybody else start to take notice? Because I know that was two different things when you noticed and when everybody else noticed. I got ranked junior year. My junior year, going into my senior year, I killed the AAU circuit. They all talking about me now. Now they starting to consider all this McDonald's stuff. Everybody like, we want to see who he's going to be. This season will be, you know, supposed to be like his year's breakout year. Let's see if he's really that good. So now all these coaches is coming. We lose two conference games, right? And I'll never forget this. Adam Taylor, my teammate at the time, stands up and say, because I was complaining. I'm like, we need to do this, so we need to do that. Y'all complaining that I'm passing y'all like I don't want to play with y'all. Like, I'm trying to shed. Like, he dropped the pass. And he say, man, stop with all the fucking excuses. Everybody else got their superstar. They just go out there, get 50. We win, and that's it. Like, go get 50 then. Like, stop passing to them. Like, stop passing to me if that's what it takes. But just go get 50 then if you that good. Like, he just. Right. And I sat in that locker room after everybody left. I sat there and I was rocking back and forth like this. And I sat there for a long ass time. And I never forget, I called my grandma and I was like, I was asking her like, am I gonna be like, cause she, my grandma used to, I treated my grandma my whole life. I treated my grandma like a prophet. Everything she said, yeah. it always came true. That was like my confessional time, like to talk to my grandma. And she was like, you going to be as good as you want to be, but you don't like leaving people behind, baby, and that's okay. But one day, you're going to have to leave because yeah. they not you. Like She was like, it's just not that many people get blessed with it, but if you want to do it, you gonna, you are going to have to leave some people. Yeah. Like That's the only way this life works. She said that shit, and I mm-hmm. sat there for a long time. I didn't answer my phone for a while, and then the next game, I had like 30. And then the game after that, I had like <laughs> 35. After that, it was like 28, yeah. 12, and 8. And then it was like everybody just like, yeah. But it was like, it got to the point where at the end of the game, if you tried to walk off the court, i look at my coach like, let me dunk this. And he'll be like, yeah, I'll go in that bitch dunk. Boom. Because my whole life, you know, back then, you had coaches that was like, you're that good, but you yeah. don't want to play with the team. Mm-hmm. So you're hard to coach. You're uncoachable. I didn't want those taglines. I had a father like, I was very obedient to what my dad, if he said, hey, man, you need to listen to your coach. If you should be good enough to be able to do that, you can have 12 assists too. You know, you could still do all the right things, always get back and all. And I'm complaining. I'm doing, you know, I, I was starting my superstar bicker. Mm. Like, they, they, I threw the pass. Yeah. And he was like, after a while, he was just like, gee, just don't violate the coach, but you can find ways to win within. But when Adam Taylor challenged me, and then my grandmama told me, like, if you want to be great, you're going to have to just leave some people, G. Like, it, it can't be both. You ain't finna, can't no man carry a team up a mountain and all that. She's like, you're going to have to go up there yourself and then throw something down to bring them up. Hmm. But you're going to have to hmm. go yourself type of, you know what I'm saying? Like, once she created that for me, like, after that, it was just like, bro, I don't care who in front of me. I left it. I was at the gym on Friday night. All my homies went to that school dance. And you wasn't there. Like <laughs> I was in the y'all wasn't. I was like, I want blood. I, I just and it became very uh 
Obsessive. Aggressive. Like, it was an aggressive time for me. Yeah, it was like I was constantly screaming at my brother and my father in the crowd. I would just talk to them because I got a technical, because I dunked on somebody and I got a tech. And Ari told me, just like, just talk that shit to me, bro. Just talk that shit to me. Like, don't stop talking that shit, though. Like, don't stop. Mm. Him and my dad was giving me money. If I dunked on somebody, I wore 32. If I got a dunk, I got half my number. If I dunked on somebody, I got 32. If I dunked on somebody and one, I got 50. <laughs> bro, I had bread. <laughs> my brother was mad as hell. He like, man, I ain't finna work extra That's hours, but fair. I do want the man to keep killing. I want the man to keep killing, so we, we got a bet going. But they ain't know I could yeah. even dunk that consistently yet. So they ain't know I was really going to be pulling it. They said it thinking yeah. I was going to have one or two this season type of shit. Like, After my sophomore year, nice my cousin wasn't betting me no more on how many dunks I'm getting the game. <laughs> he was like, bro, you broke that seeds you broke. He went from $100 a dunk to, hey, we got to go all the way to 50 to 25 You getting too many. I'm getting like four dunks a game. That's 100 I need that. <laughs> Real talk, though. But it, it gets to that point where that made yeah. me walk it like that. You know what I'm saying? That's when, Q, that's when I really reached in my bag. Like, when I would start a game, and it was no, I was no longer in the warm-up with my team. Like, I was there. I knew the warm-up, but I wasn't there. Like, I mentally was somewhere else. I, I was always – it was like I had to score the first point. People didn't know I was going through this in my mind, but I'm like, I have to score the first point. It got to be what I want. Do I want a left-hand layup or a right-hand layup? Whatever uh, it is, yeah, make here. a miss. You I'm doing here. what the fuck I want to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care what y'all got set up. If you got a zone set up, cool. I'm going to see how your zone going to react you just <laughs> driving super hard left or super hard right. But I'm going to just do yeah. something that I want to do. Like, And I was able to – it helped me as a man to like walk and be able to look my coach dead in the eye and tell him exactly what I was doing. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know the play. Um, nah, he 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 been cheating all game, and I walk off. <laughs> but it wasn't like disrespectful. It was just like he started realizing like he's seeing yeah. the game. The game's slowing down. When mm-hmm. I was in high school, I used to daydream the game all day, just like I'm daydreaming of what I'm gonna do today's game. You used to do that. Yeah, and you walking you walking through the yeah, mall. Yeah, you used to do that. You used to daydream like, oh yeah. man, tonight yeah. at the game, I'm gonna bop bop. <laughs> And then it's, uh, it, it, it wind up happening like that in the game when you get the opportunity and you feel like, oh, here it come. I was thirstier to do that in high school. Yeah. I wish I never That's what I said. I did it a lot in high school. When I got- it was just like, I don't know, because we have school and stuff like that, that it makes you daydream more. But I used to go to sleep or I'd take a nap. And, you know, you're asleep and your dream will be about the game. And then when you get in the game, it's like deja vu. Or you're jumping your CEO. <laughs> Yeah, class realized like, oh, I'm lit. But you in your mind is confirmation, like at least I'm in yeah. the right place mentally. Y'all don't realize that I, right, I just yeah. had 40, but <laughs> you know what right, I mean? So how how did you feel like you know you, you had your high school career? How did you feel making the McDonald's? Team like like uh, the the history of folks that that came from Chicago, Illinois, the dogs that came through there. I was never a all star game player, if yeah. that made sense. I didn't really understand the concept of 
your turn, yeah. your turn, your turn, your turn. We get yeah. blown out, but we still take turns. Yeah. I, I can't get with that. So it was times they gave me the ball, like on some yo kill type of thing. But yeah. it was like, gee, we down seven. Like, I want to play. You know, maybe one, we go back at each other a couple of times, but within a competitive game. But when they just was playing regular, it was just a weird experience for me. I was it was t- dope to definitely be in the like, like the conversation though. The history of like, 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 like my, my thing yeah, about yeah, I hated camps. Yeah, I hated camps. I hated all-star game. But my thing about the McDonald's game, that was the one that the best of the best every year was going. And then I wanted to be one of the ones that was from Illinois. So that was the one all-star game. When I came into it from practice to the game, I went super hard. Because that was like the first time I was on TV, the first time I could get like, showcase where everybody can really see me. So that was the one that I went hard. But the rest of them, I used to be like, come on, man, here, y'all can have it. Shoot all the rocks you want. Let me get a dunk or two, and I'm going to get out your way. It was dope. It was, uh, that's the first time they do your ESPN. It was going crazy, but it was like, I don't know. It's still, I only could live it through my dad. Like, when I saw my dad emotionally proud talking about it to people, like, it was like that was real. a compl- he was proud of your accomplishment. He was like on some you like, like he was on the phone all day with people. Yeah. Like, yeah, they playing this right. clip right now. I'm like, pop, you yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, we <laughs> all going down there. <laughs> I ain't never seen, but I ain't never seen him tweaking like that, like running it back right. over and over. But he was looking at he was having moments where he looking at me, but he looking at me like, damn, you really he did it. <laughs> like you really going through it. Yeah. Like you going. But he kept looking at me. I'm pop. What you like? What you looking at, dog? I'm like, but he was so happy about it that he was just telling me, like, I just, I'm proud of you. Like, you doing it? Your grades good? I ain't had to worry about you. I ain't gonna have to pay for school, buddy. Like, you him? You know, you just see the proud yeah. feeling. Like, I saw it. And through him being so proud, my mama got proud because she don't know what's going yeah. on. But now right, right, people right. running up to her, like. Mr. Shumpy, your son going to the NBA. And, and she's just sort of like, bro, this is real? Like, because she was an art instructor. Right. So people coming in, popping in, like, hey, man, that's your son? This is your boy? She like, yeah, but. But then she started realizing, mm-hmm. like, boy, everybody's talking about you. My grandmama was, you know, still there. But she was like, no, nah, this is like, you do that? She like, all of them was the Jordan, all the best that went through there. She like, you good. You, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you in the dough. You good. She like, yeah, don't don't give all your friends your shoes. They give you some free shoes. Keep your shoes. Don't start, <laughs> don't start doing that. You go get the tweak and you ain't got no money. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> hey, so when you decide to come out, could it be anybody else other than Georgia Tech? Yeah, it was mm. supposed to be North Carolina for real, for real. Well, that's where you wanted to go? I, you, when North Carolina first knocked at the door, man, like you got to think, it, I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge Jordan fanatic. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, like, right, right. Looking at it like, if I could go there, I could, you know, whatever they was doing there, got it good. You know what I'm saying? But that's when I'm naive. I ain't even knowing. It's just like, once I got to North Carolina and did all the visits and everything, and I realized like, man, all these courses same, man. <laughs> Different colors, but they all the same. You know what I'm saying? Some of them is cleaner than other floors. You know what I'm saying? It's more grip. But I started, like, I wasn't as, like, 
geeked out no more because I was like, gee, if I go here, just who I am as a person, if I go here to North Carolina, one, y'all not promising me I'm going to play point guard. Y'all trying to throw me at three men and two just because I'm capable. But I'm like, I don't even see the game the right way unless I'm at the top of the key. Yeah. Work with me type shit. Just work with me. Georgia Tech, Paul Hewitt already said, oh, man, I like a big point guard. You playing point guard. You go here four years, four years at point guard. I'm like, perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you, what you North looking Carolina, for? they was kind of like telling me, you know, Roy Williams was just like, uh, <laughs> he, he already signed Larry Drew. Okay. Larry Drew. And Larry second, Drew okay. was at, you know, at that time, it was he was that man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He had that name, his nice, brand yeah. already with his pop being in the league. He understood things a lot of us didn't understand yet. He had the learning curve. Mm-hmm. So to them, he was the better point guard fit. And I would have been a great two combo where it's like when he's tired, he go down, he might play point for a little bit, but mostly mom was supposed to be the two guard. And I, I was just more comfortable with the point guard shit. Then I took all my visits and they had it too good, bro. I can't have it that good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My personality, who I am. Top of hill to plus too, for you, huh? Yeah. And, and, that, and, and, and like that'd be scary for you. Like I know yeah, it was it was like that for me. Like I committed to St. John's because I was like, I right, it's a black coach. He might relate to me more. I see a little bit few more black people. Yeah. But then when you see them North It was in the city though. Yeah, that you, was see, in New you, York. you see what? them Dude. North Carolinas and you see something them Kentuckys and you be like, Man, I'm from the hood. This is a little too clean. <laughs> this is a little too clean for me, right? It wasn't even it wasn't even the clean on the campus like yeah. I understood like no matter where I pick right now, it's gonna be plush as far as facility, yeah. campus, upper echelon. I'm gonna get a good degree. I'm straight either way I go. Yeah. But when I'm in had it good, I'm talking <laughs> about go eat, everybody know who you are, you ain't paying bills. Yeah. You know what That's I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Miles was me. talking to me about doing my papers and shit. I'm like, bro, what the... You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dog, I haven't even... You know what I mean? I'm talking about these just random students just coming up to us just because they can't believe we finna go to North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm like, dog, I started mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like, the only place that wasn't like that, Georgia Tech, all the kids there had work to do. Nobody really... Like, when I came to the football game, they rocked with me because they was like, he cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, a couple <laughs> girls going to be like, you know who is boy? <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, big size. Like, Yvonne, come here. Yvonne, come here. It wasn't all that. It was everybody was just sort of doing their thing. Like you said, black school. You know what I'm saying? Well, it wasn't a black school, but it's a... It's surrounded by Atlanta, so it's a black school. Yeah, I feel the right here. Look how I'm used to shit looking like. And it was a feel where it was like, I'm going to have to grind here. Like, I'm still, it's still the mud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's plush. It's oh, yeah. Still, when I work for Turner, it's right across the street from Georgia it, Tech it, campus. I see I it now. I see it. See. It, was right, it was like going to Old Park. Yeah. You got gas I'm station you, at right, right there. there on the corner. If you think about it, though, Trump, it's very similar to how DePaul is, too, yeah. in Chicago. Like, she, you know what I'm saying? DePaul is right there, dead smack. It's like, is this what, what's this? Like, this ain't a campus. campus it's this like, well, yeah. Like, these are like right. two flats. I know exactly. what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going hey. on, buddy. What's going on? They juking that out right there. I can't go to school That's right now. A lot of, <laughs> lot, a little, little frivolous activities going on. <laughs> 
where it's like with that, that was relatable for me. Like I got campus where it's like, yeah, but I could walk right across the street and it's right back to normal life, normal speed. Everybody got something to do. I saw a lot of black successful people here. Like I saw women that own stores. Like I, that was the first for me. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't walking into no black owned. It was black owned everything. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is no like, spots, like, all sorts of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm black like, this owned is like everything. Chicago without the accent and a bunch of land. Like, <laughs> could go with no crib. Like, we don't have no land, but I'm like, if we had land, we probably would kick it just like this, bro. Like, yeah. that's how I felt. So, when I could mm-hmm. relate those two, I was just like, gee, I'm a, and you gonna promise me point guard? It was a no brainer for me. Like, they lied to me and told me they had a sports broadcast program. They took me to the CNN building, lied to me, everything. They ain't had nothing. Outside <laughs> technology and culture major, man. Come on, man. That's basically communications with a fancy name. But that worked out for me because I, shit, I like to talk my way through shit anyway. I like to talk about experiences, storytell, all that shit. So it worked out. I don't even remember you getting hurt in college. But how was that when you got hurt in college? And- it ruined my, I'd have left after my first year. Your what? sophomore year, you got hurt. Sophomore year, I re-hurt. You re-hurt what you hurt your freshman year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know that. When it happened, it was right before I was supposed to go hire an agent and do all that. So I think it kind of made NBA people probably looked at it like he's scared, like he ain't ready to leave. Like, yeah. Because everybody, all the homies was like, one year we up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I remember talking yeah. to them. They're like, "You not, you not leaving? Like, you so what you doing, man? Like, what, what you doing, man? We all supposed to be leaving. We all diving in. What are you doing? Like, what are you, what you doing?" And I was, we had got our head beat in all year, bro. And I don't like losing. I'm like, "Gee, who goes to the league on the 12, 19 record?" So that what made you focus more your junior year and just come in like, "Yeah, I'm finna kill." Yeah, because my sophomore year it was like. I was trying to win. I wanted some of that tournament. I ain't getting no tourney action. I needed that. Then they made sure we played Evan and them. They made sure me, Gotti, and D. Faye fouled out. You know what I'm saying? Ohio State there, stay a little way into the, you know what I'm saying, to the bowl and all that. That's <laughs> we ain't gonna hang our hat on it no more longer. But I wanted to win. I wanted that winning feeling. And then after that. I had to get a cleanup, and I was like, I don't want to do the workouts and shit without being able to test yeah. how I could physically test. So I waited. I did the junior year, and that's why my junior year, like you said, it was team-wise, it was the thing my grandmother created in my head again. Team-wise, I kind of knew I don't have the horses to go as far unless I inspire it or, you know, yeah. spark it. I knew I had a couple of young guns and Glenn Rice and Brian Oliver that could get hot. And they had the Buddy Hill gene where whether y'all believe it or not, they believe they that good. And I need them to believe they that good. Yeah. The confidence needs to stay high. A lot of people don't understand that. Like At there's all. the players that, yeah, they may not be that yeah, good. Yeah, I know but you ain't the best. Head, but they, in their head, I need they them are to stay that there. good. Yeah. But if you have somebody like a Rondo or a Jason Kidd, then they become even better than they think they are. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because somebody is able to gas them them and put them in successful spots. And they have that conscience that it's like, I didn't miss the last shot. Who saw that? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I missed. I didn't know I missed. That's that that short-term memory. I thought I hit. (laughs) You feel me? 
That's what all shooting and all scores got. Short time cloud, memory. Bro, I don't know. That, I thought that went in. That, I airballed. Damn. I thought that was good. Like, But you need that because yeah. there's a lot of players that are too conscious of, I missed my last two. Yeah, I shouldn't shoot this one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ran into that problem plenty of times playing this 3 and D role where it's like, damn, I done shot at 0-4 two games in a row. So, shoot it another four, five times, bro. You need to shoot 10 of these a game to know how many you make. I don't care. Throw me whatever you want to throw me. I'll shoot that too. Like, and it's like, at the wild, you can catch fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a mindset. For your That's draft, it. did you work out for a bunch of teams? Hell yeah, I went on a world tour, boy. <laughs> who did you? Yeah, who you did you think that you? You don't know, nah, nah, nah. You can't even talk to him like that because you don't know powder like that. But you ain't like us. He's one of them. He's one of them silver spoon cats that had a couple of meat and shump. Wasn't going nowhere, going what? to eat steaks and sitting oh, down, being winding down, talked to, sure. being talked to. He ain't got to do no work. Turning out. me down. I was chasing my like. Exactly. We can't. We can't get in the same jail, bro. You supposed to be thirteen spots better than me. Put me in the jail with D Miles, bro. He thirteen spots up. We was at the uh, the NBA workout thing, and you know how they do the stress test. They put the stickers on you. Yeah. You got to run on the treadmill. So I'm looking at Q now run on that treadmill. Man, them boys run on that treadmill and run the whole time. I'm like, damn, them boys in shape. So I get on that mug. Man, that mug looked up. I said, hey. I'm about to get off. He said, no, nah, a few more a few more seconds. I said, I'm about to jump off. <laughs> and I jumped off that motherfucker. That boy Q said, damn, D-Miles, you did like two minutes. <laughs> Bring up the Bro, you know how you supposed to get your whole joint up there. I'm sitting there. We all standing together. D-Miles like, he said, they let that thing. He said, hey, man. He turned around like he holding on to the ball. Like, hey, man, I'm about to get off. He was like, well, well, no, you're still looking there. I'm about to get off. He said, ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ตอนนี้ต
over and over because I'm working on it. It's hard for me to do that. Well, it was hard at 21. It was extremely hard because it's like, this ain't basketball. I've never seen an open mm. shot, bro. When you that guy, you don't get no open shot. So when am I going to stand here with no competition and just shoot? I didn't even, you know what I'm saying? I don't understand the NBA game yet. I ain't know Melo was taking the double team every day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't right. know they weren't going to let my man play ball at all. All the open shots start swinging. I'm like, damn, yeah. this is different. He's game. a scoring machine. You can't leave him with And then sometimes he's scoring it whether they double or not. He just shooting over the double team. Yeah, that's where you got to be a little selfish. But you, you start seeing shit like that. And when I was in them workouts, like I lost it in New York. Um... Me and Josh Shelby got into it. You know, uh, me and Josh Shelby got cool because we fought in our draft workout with the Bulls. <laughs> like, that's why we was cool. Because he wanted it bad. And he went, he did a, a a move and, like, you know, he little chicken wing me, but I don't be tripping. So then I do, I go by, you know, and I make a move. And for real, for real, it seemed as if I was going to score with my left and use my shoulder to hold him off. And I just two foot and exploded through and put it right in his face to where he had to go like this, but he ended up getting caught. No, I remember laying the ball up, I'm running back, and I just feel somebody just on my neck breathing. He said, hey, we better have to put them gloves on, shorty. We got ready to start fighting, Joe. And the Bulls coaches loved it. They loved it. They was like, no, 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 it's good. That's good. That's good. And we, like, after that, it was like, dog, I love this man, bro. We got in the locker room. Right. Everybody was, like, thinking, like, we're going to have to calm the tension down. We was already laughing. Ben, man, he like, shorty, I just, I'm just saying, shorty, like, I'm trying to make the league. I can't let this guy <laughs> go through my face. Like, you Maybe like that. We just, we was just, like, so... Like, me and Josh has come from the same type of perspective of I left, I hired an agent, and I told everybody this is what I'm doing, so I'm doing it. I'm fully committing to it. So if somebody in the way and his – I got to get on my way. Talk, uh, you know, when you with your girl, they'd be like, your love language. If his hoop language, you know what I'm saying, is fight on this, we fighting. Cause we fighting for it. <laughs> Uh, yes, we is going to fight right. for this one spot left in the league. We're fighting Straight for this. Up. We were going to so t- tell me this, though. First, did you know that you, the Knicks were going to draft you? After that what? workout. So you knew that. So what, Phoenix like, had like, the 13th like, pick. You, I worked out for Phoenix, and okay. I caught Jimmy Fedex. Slip. I don't know why he worked out with me. Slip. <laughs> So I'm thinking if Phoenix don't, I'm thinking Phoenix don't take me. I need a backup plan type of thing. But I told my agent, I think Phoenix gonna take me. It'd be hard for them not. Somebody would have had to come do something better, and I don't think they worked out as good. Right. I'm talking about the big man was doing the pick the ball up off the block, drop step dunk drill. They doing that. Big man finished with 17. Mm-hmm. I go up there, throw 21 of them bitches. Ugh. <gasps> yeah, you you know how you know how we do that, V Miles. Yeah, you Back know the that. On some Kenya Martin. Ah! Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like, dog, I done wild out. It ain't no way they let some slip at the. Hey, look, this is a sidebar, but this is just an example of why I love to talk my shit about our city and our guard fields. Oh, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you go Shannon Brown, you go Corey McGill, you go Tia, you go Shum, you go D-Roll. Everybody like this, and everybody with the shit, and everybody throwing that. <laughs> I'm talking about, you already know. Vertical, however you want to do it, we getting up there. We all hard. I love but that. that. that was, love that's it. what I wanted to bring, because I'm like, gee, all, like, once you got to the workout and you saw everybody shoot their 25 from every spot, you see everybody doing their ball handling. You like, we all got the same shit. Because y'all asking us to do a mm -hmm. drill. None of this is going to get it there. What y'all need to see is when we start hooping, who is like that? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I ain't going to be quiet because yeah. I ain't like that, bro. I'm, I'm not a quiet person. You just find somebody to inspire you. And because Jimmy Fredette, he didn't know I was looking for him on the schedule. Like, he didn't even know what was mm -hmm. going on. I'm like, because y'all didn't give me a game, I'm thirsty. And I was thirsty as hell. I know he was looking like, damn, my double snatch cross move ain't work. Like, that worked all year. Like, nah, G. Nah. How did you feel like you get drafted right now? You in New York. That's a whole different beast and energy of itself. Not only that, like, you a rook. You know what I'm saying? You hit the scene and you getting to play. Like, you a fan favorite. Then, like, just what you saying, when you got mellow, you got your teammates, they rocking with you. You start the Knicks tape. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell me the energy and everything that was with that city. Just talk about how it is to be a Nick and how it is to play in New York. Because you got a taste of it. When it was semi, it wasn't, like, great. but It, it was, was a lot of fun for me. I think it was some of my best years playing basketball. My learning curve was a lot. That was my first major injury. Coming into it, though, I think that our staff did a pretty good job initially. Once the coaching change and shit happened, that was in, like, year three, once Woody got out of there. Then it started getting a little iffy with, like, they, they didn't know how to take blows in the media to where the media didn't feel real to us especially for somebody young like me. Like, at first, when they was telling me about an article, I was like, and they had to get me to realize, like, whoa, 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 this is New York. <laughs> they gonna right. ask you this tomorrow. You better have an answer, bro. Like, or they gonna talk about <laughs> this all week. I'm telling you. But to me, I'm like, shorty, y'all ain't won shit. So if we lose a game, it ain't like y'all had... Oh, man. I'm like, sure, y'all got news. danced on. That's how I was looking at it. I'm like, y'all booed me when I was drafted. Yeah. I really don't care. They was like, they had right. to give me the proper training. Like, gee, no, nah, luckily for you, you play with Melo and Amari. And Melo shouldered so much of it. Amari shouldered mm -hmm. so much of it. Tyson wiggling answers that I could piggyback on and just say, oh, yeah, like what he said type shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could right. do that and the pressure was lifted in a way. Then I had Jason Kidd. I had Rasheed mm. Wallace. Guys that stepped in and sort of deflected. Mm. Chris on the line. I ain't saying it's just because the motherfucker on here, but he did a great job of prepping me and saying, Iman, I know you don't give a fuck. And that's cool. That's cool. But this is New York. This is how you have to do it. This is what. This is why you guys get paid so much. This is the business side of things. This is what I need you to do. I need you guys to do this, do that. Anytime you pay a bill, I need you guys to make sure that you are tipping, that you're doing things that, to me, 
I, you know what I'm saying? But that's all part of it. Hey, yo, I end up on that page yeah. six now. <laughs> Talking about that man on tip at the restaurants and the meat packages. That's a distraction, <laughs> though. It's like, that'll be news in New York. Yeah. It ain't, is Iman yeah. ready to go tonight to play dot, dot, dot? Is Iman was up last night at a restaurant too late and didn't even pay the bill. It's like, what? I did pay the bill. Oh, but he didn't tip. He's a cheap tipper. And he asked for a lot of service all night. And that's why he missed three shots today. Like, bro, what? That don't make sense to me. But it made sense to New York. So I had to realize what they was telling me. Like, whether this shit is real to you or not. It's, it's all the same thing with understanding branding, understanding how to promote something, how to sell something, make money on something. Like, it doesn't have to be real to the person that doesn't agree and sits in the seat. It yeah. has to make sense to the consumer, to the people. Exactly. Like, to fans that don't know what's really going on, it do matter what you was doing. Maybe that food is why you didn't play. That's cool for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never understood why the Knicks don't, how they did with that 90s team. Like, why y'all don't keep a team for long enough to see if they good? Mm-hmm. Just see if they good. Get them all contracts and just see if they like it I, I think I think what you're saying though, like it's not even as easy, especially now. That team y'all had was a chance to do it. Like when they got mellow and they had we Amari and they had a chance no to build on that. On the belt, you know, yeah. We, it was good. Yeah, the discount yeah. double check. Like, yeah, but but see, that's the part. The biggest thing about y'all team was that you had two guys that were prime their career, they were superstars in the league, and Amari. He raised his hand and said, I'm not afraid to go to New York. I'll go. And he went there and he was holding it. He was putting it down. Then they went and they, you know, they traded like half the team to get Melo there. But they would have kept them boys. Could you imagine if they kept them boys and Melo came in the summer and they still had Wilson and Gallo and all of them Felton that they traded away and they still got all of that. And then they just had Melo there. That shit would have ended my whole but 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 no listen even even staying there though like what they lacking is the superstar stepping up saying i'll go there and let's build and let's do it because everybody looking at that like like kd had a quote he came out like i'm not about to base my legacy on coming there and scooping them out of infamy after they've been doing what they've been doing forever. Then if I go there, my whole legacy going to be hinged on whether I was able to revive that or not. If I didn't, I ain't on nothing. Like, nah, I don't want that pressure. I'm about to go chill out. They like stuck between a rock and a hard place, so to speak, because you got to find that special player, that special superstar who, A, stands up and says, I want that. But B, they got to be able to actually do it. That was the thing about Melo and Stat. They were able to do it. They had to make up to where not only could I go out here, I could ball on the court and do what needed to be done. But like you said, they were able to shoulder and shield you from stuff in the media and stuff because they were they were able to deal with it. Like Melo dealt with that media and all of that stuff in New York, even all the way until his exit when Phil Jackson was doing them bogus and all that stuff. Like Melo dealt with that thing better than anybody I could have even envisioned doing it. That's the type of players that the Knicks have to try and get. Superstars that ain't got sensitive skin is that's really going to be able to handle New York and everything that come with it. It's, it's definitely a lot. Just media-wise, period. Like, they pull out stats that just don't make no sense. <laughs> like, like, people Bro, come they they put, they'll, like, they'll break you down your... that Melo's third quarter assist to turnover ratio this year is down <laughs> 10 times worse than it was in 
when he was with the Nuggets, it'd be like, bro, what type of stats do y'all be going off of? Bro, I knew I knew it was real when we was there, and they were putting my teammates, like if they were hurt or something, or they hadn't been playing, they would put how much money he's been paid based on per games. Maybe like breaking it down to how many hundred thousand dollars a minute and all of this stuff, but it'd be flagging. I'm talking about back page status, boom, 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 with the rundown, like, yeah. There's so much distraction that it's like for somebody that can stay even keel and you need to have that wire that don't touch. You have to, to play in that because you have to be so comfortable in yourself and knowing you put in the work and it's going to happen for you if you get enough time. You have to be so committed to that to walk through that city because that city will – you'll have a bad game. And a bad game, y'all just losing. You could individually play well and not feel right. confident walking around the city just from that energy just being bad because the Knicks lost today and – they lost back when homie's dad bought seats for Patrick Ewing. I'd be like, bro, I'm 21 years old. I don't know what Patrick Ewing them had going on, bro. I ain't get a ball to Charles Smith. I, yeah, y'all tweaking me, bro. <laughs> nah, don't do that with me, bro. Eddie Curry and them came through here. They was doing their thing. Y'all paid them. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Don't mess up my blessing. <laughs> Cause you feel like Eddie Curry and Nate Robinson laugh too much or some shit. Like that ain't got nothing to do with me, bro. Right. Like don't put that on me because I put on a Knicks jersey. We ain't all from here. Everybody ain't from New York. Like, all right, we just hooping. We just hit a hoop. You ain't gonna tell me. You ain't gonna tell me a, a fan want to win more than me. Straight up. Straight up. I, Straight up. One through four hundred in the league. It's a lot of guys that might not care about winning as much as other guys. But it ain't no fan that want to win more than an NBA basketball player. There's no fan. So they can get that shit out their head. Yeah. <laughs> get that shit out of there. Because you ain't you don't want to win more than him, bro. You'll be surprised at what he'll do to beat you. <laughs> With the next one of them years, you tore your ACL. My rookie year. End of my rookie year. It was the, the end playoff. of your rookie year? My first playoff game. Yeah. I, I, he rose say, 20 minutes. The first and game, 20 yeah. minutes later, I tore mine. Mm. I remember them I remember telling us that. on the bench that D Rose tore you. I heard a story is your your wife, that's when y'all got close and she took care of you while you tore your ACL. Not my ACL. She came when I had to I had a meniscus cleanup yeah. that I got done at the end of my second year. And we had just shot for her, her styling company. Cause I had finally just dealt with her friend zone shit. Like she had tried to friend zone me the whole time. <laughs> I wasn't going for it. And then after a while, I was just like, all right, like I don't care no more. But I was comfortable. Like I'll talk about females in front of her, whatever. Like we really was just kicking it. We did that. And then a week later, she was hitting me trying to see where I was at. Cause she needed me to play in the Dykeman League. She had her Dykeman team. Oh, she had a Dykeman team. And she's like, where you at? Like trying to see where I'm at. And then I'm like, I'm at the crib. She's like, where at? And I'm like, I'm on 148th and St. Nick. And she's like, man, stop playing. Like, no, nah, for real, I'm at the crib. You know, I got a brownstone at home. I'm like, you know, I'll be chilling. And she like, no, I'm down the street from your house. You serious? I'm like, yeah. She's like, why are you living in Harlem? Like, she was just bugged out with it. She came and I, I wasn't ready for her to come there though. So I like hobbled down the stairs. You know, I'm on one leg and shit. I ain't feel like grabbing my crutches. I'm hopping down. 
my brother had just went back to Chicago to see his son. So, but she came over and was like, ain't nobody taking care of you. What's going on? Like going in, like, <laughs> what you just here by yourself? Like you supposed to be a dick. Like I'm looking like Shorty, you don't even sing the anthem for us. What you don't <laughs> hit me with the dick shit. And then she changed the whole schedule, you know, pushed some stuff back, moved some stuff around and held me down for a couple of days. She was like, coming over, cooking and shit, making sure I was straight. She would go get me some ice for my game ready and shit. Uh, she would just like literally just kick it over there because she was already in Harlem with like uh, people. Something about them yeah, they been, meals, boy. Y'all them can't separate meals, since then. Boy. Y'all been together man. since then, huh? And we've been locked in. Straight up, man. Beautiful thing, you man. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody come over there and cook for you, take care Real of you. Real talk, boy. <laughs> Too much, Joe. They like, boy, I don't know what you're talking about. If you're going over there, it's because Braun picked you. 
So he wants you over there. So you forget about that shit. Like, that's how they looking at it. But I'm looking at it like, bro, my vet is Carmelo and I get it. They friends. But y'all arch enemies, bro. I kind of feel like a female in between right now. I didn't really like it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, gee, I kind of feel weird, but my loyalty... I even told Brian, we laughed about it, like, it's funny now, like, but I told him, like, it just, you know, we just gonna have to take slow steps, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, Melo's my man, it ain't fake, bro, that's my dog, yeah. you know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. end of the day, that's my dog, like, it's nothing we could really, we can't erase it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I also understood, like, that day when Swift, we in the locker room, Swift's like, Tate, don't trip, like, we finna go over here and hoop, like, <laughs> We finna go to Cleveland and we finna hoop. Like, we just in hell and now we right. have like, like, that's how he looking at it. Like, <laughs> JR. He, right. had traded, he had already been traded before, so he understanding the business. Yeah. I didn't get it. I'm still. This your first it, time. Say it hurt your feelings a little bit. Like, exactly. Hey, look, he still hurt. He got mixed emotions. Like, man, I'm mixtape <laughs> doing this. I didn't like, we was, we had a whole movement. What they doing? Like, why would they do this to us? Like, we got the, we finally got the city, like, rolling in the right direction. And well, now you want to do mom, that. Mama, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Oh, man, shorty is deep. <laughs> like, this is like, like, what I'm telling you is like, when the way it was, it was a good time to be a Nick, bro. It was a vet. When I got there, like, you got to remember, I was there for my four years, which was the basement years, the infamy, the cesspool years, literally. Bro, when I came back for that for that playoff run, you know, I was just there. I was the victory cigar. If I got in the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I was just there. But it was like, bro, I got so much free shit for that for that couple months. I was there, like, just for, like, every time you turn around, you come to the locker room, it's Beats by Dre, Nick's tape headphones, this Nick's tape this, Nick's. I was like, bro, every time you turn around, they, they got something. During that time, like, even that Nick's tape time, like, I had this confidence, like, even though, when they traded Novak, we brought in Banyani. Like, you know, Miles wasn't really vibing with Shorty like that, dog. Like, it was just a bad vibe move. Like, Shorty could play. I ain't taking nothing away from him. He could play. It's just Novak vibe fit with us. He was, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, Chris Copeland. He was Nick's taping his Chris own Copeland. way. He wasn't like, yeah. that's what I loved about Novak. He wasn't trying to be y'all, but he still was with y'all in his own Chris way. Chris Copeland was with it. She gave us a confidence and a comfort that ain't nothing bigger than this shit. Like, this shit is just, ooh. Mm -hmm. And she held people fucking accountable. You know, refs accountable. He'll hold the security in the arena accountable. He don't, yeah, he gonna hold people accountable. And then having Jason Kidd, who was like the only person I ever listened to, if he say, don't listen to coach, listen to what I just told you. Okay. You know, that's my dog. Whatever right. you stop with you. Okay? Okay. Jay Kid, yeah. that man to me. It's like, dog, I, whatever you say is go. I'll do the okay. Hold it up for longer. Okay, it'll be up there. I promise. Just pass me the ball again from you, though. That was how I went. So I had this confidence. And when you took that from me, now I'm in Cleveland. It's just like, okay, so whoever paid me, I just, I just hoop. Like, it, that's how it went. Like, that's how I felt. Like, even though we won in Cleveland, I love Cleveland. Like, I wasn't hurt when I got traded from Cleveland. I wasn't a boo-hooing. Like, I was just like, okay, I play in second now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's my number? What, what number am I wearing now? 
So that's that's the page you was on once you got to there. You was numb to it, like, oh, this, 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 this I'm would, off this. I knew it this was a new like... situation. I knew whatever situation they they didn't want me to be their backup point guard in Cleveland. Kai was out. Mm. I wasn't part of that plan. The reason I agreed to three and D because I thought three and D would grow into okay, let Iman play combo. I thought I would be Sean Livingston. Y'all know I'm going to come in. I'm going to run my swag. This is how the game go. But I thought it'd be nice to have the contrast of Kai come in with Braun. They do their thing how they do it. Bow, that dial out. Iman come in. You know, he played a one a little different. Now they're going to play this style for a little bit till he go back to the off ball. Like, I thought that's how it was going right. to go. It ain't go like that. And I was cool with that. Like, okay, cool. Y'all ain't rocking with me. Cool. But whatever team I go to, it's up. Let me ask you this, with that being said, right? How did it feel for you? Like, all right, you got traded, all of that stuff happened. You had to deal with, with getting over some things and figuring some things. But how was it for you when you when you won that championship? It's, uh, it was almost too satisfying. It's too good. <laughs> it's too satisfying and it's so cemented. You know, after a while... Like I said, once something is real to the rest of the world, if it's said to you enough, you'll ask your damn self if that's true. So it got to the point mm -hmm. where I was like, damn, am I not focused? Am I like content that I have a championship and I'm just, maybe I'm not working that hard. Like, am I? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I thought about it. And then I was like, bro, nah, fuck that. Because <laughs> when I was in the gym, how I wanted to be in the gym, it was real life coaches like Q, and you could attest to this. Coaches would kick people out for trying to play ones with Iman because Iman needs to rest. So stop. It's a rule. Don't play ones with that man. Get him off the court. That was the, the MO on me. His body ain't going to be ready for tomorrow because the man want to play ball all day. Then he want to play one-on-one. -on -one. Then he want to play shooting games. Now he want to sit around and talk shit. Like, Iman, get in the coach up. Get something to eat and go home. But I ain't had no girl, no kids, no nothing. So it's like <laughs> my whole life I'm getting that. And now it's like if I work out smart and I'm only here 45 minutes, am I not working out the right way? It's like now you need to be hard in the weight room, recovery process, make sure you stretched and you're getting your soft tissue work, make sure you're getting your lot of reps up shooting the ball, and make sure that you're adding one thing to your game this summer. Like that's a vet's like summer plan. I think getting a championship, it tweaked me out because a lot of the like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, it was gone. Cause it was like, I got a ring. Like I know how we got to do it. And I started damn near like calming myself down because I get considered erratic or like loose cannon. But when you get a championship, it make it, it go into perspective. Like, when I got the sack, everybody was talking about the career was over, Iman ain't finna play hard and shit. I love sack, but they was trying to figure out in Sacramento why I liked it so much. Like, gee, don't nobody bother me. They let me rock, gee. Like, the city fucking with it. Like, they love it. For real, mm -hmm. for real. Like, anybody could just go hoop. And the energy behind basketball is good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be straight, Joe. Like, when I got the sack, I had that confidence still, and people didn't expect me to. But then it started juking shit. We stopped calling ourselves the Sacramento yeah. King. I started calling us the Sacramento Scores. And it got crazy. We was on our way to the playoffs, but playing well, I got looked at by another team, and Houston was like, Shump, come run. And there ain't really nothing I could do about that. 
That's how yeah. that's how this shit goes. It's a business. Yeah. How did you like Houston? Philosophy of D'Antoni and all that. Um, you know what's crazy? I I kind of went into Houston with a selfish mindset that sucked because yeah. I felt like D'Antoni owed me for quitting. Like I felt like. This was like the yeah. perfect time for yeah. Duke to be like, yeah, man, push up back to point guard like I wanted to let this man hoop. Like, yeah, you know, I had this man standing in the corner no more. And it was like, you did the opposite. Made you feel like, why you worse. even bring me over here? I like, had like this personal feud that yeah. was terrible. Like, had a good vibe going, yeah. Because I was like, gee, I was in sack killing. I'm getting into the post, getting into my bag, and I come over here and I hit two jump shots that ain't threes, and y'all mad at me, bro. Like, really mad at me, bro. Not like fake man, not like laugh it off, man. Like, come yeah. on, jump. Like, that's gotta be a three. Like, God damn, bro, it went in. I stepped on the line. Be cool. Like, but it was like serious, and it was like mm-hmm. I wasn't ready with my mental, wasn't yeah. ready. You know what I'm saying? If I would have had a whole summer to get ready, Maybe, but in the middle of the season, like you know what I'm saying, and I and I was always hopeful yeah. of being outside looking at it. Like, damn, I hope I ain't like ruin that chemistry. Like, because even when the playoffs hit, it clicked again. Like, I once the playoffs hit, I'll forget about any selfish mentality that I had. Like, I just go out there and play hard as fuck. But during the season, it was hard mm. to get jiggy because it was just like, what y'all come grab me for? I'm yeah. over here killing. Like, what y'all come grab me for for me to do mm, less? Yeah. Like, why y'all keep yeah. wanting me to be less of me? Like, that's mm. weird, bro. It made me feel like y'all don't really bang. Like, that. you want me to be a less version of Iman Shumper to play on your Was that the same bro? feeling that's you had weird, with the bro. Nets? Like, they now, brought you them 25 games and it was just like, why y'all even bring me here to, right. to be here and then just to go? No, nah, more so I had the mindset of I need to market myself for the rest of the league. Because I knew they were just – the only reason they was like, well, we're going to bring Yvonne is because y'all had exception to the rule because Wilson Chandler had failed the test. So y'all had an exceptional thing. And it's right. like, of course, I'm the best option on paper for an exceptional 25 if I'm willing to do it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, they dot, dot, dot to me that we may sign you. We got to make a decision. Mm. I don't think they did. I think they just had me for the time being, which was cool. I left there with a great relationship with their staff and, you know, with their higher-ups. Like, I didn't feel disrespected. I kind of knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah, kept it real solid fun. with me. Like, Sean, we don't know, which in my mind, I feel like they did. But... Like, they just was first class about everything. They gave me an opportunity, you know what I'm saying? And I was just grateful for it because I had – I did come off of turning down going back to uh, Houston because I didn't feel like I needed to work out to prove that I was in shape. I'm like, going to a training camp to show y'all I'm in shape or I've yeah. improved, it just doesn't really float with me because yeah. no matter if I improved or not, y'all going to stand me in the corner and I got to make three. So what am I, you see what I'm saying? Like what auditioning am I doing? Right. Like I don't really know what to tell you. I'm part of y'all workouts and y'all, I don't feel like going to a mini camp, I can prove anything. Like if I end up on James scene, I just end up on James scene. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I felt. And, you know, I may have looked at it wrong, but that's why I didn't start the season on time. And I think it threw people off because, you know, when I don't hoop, 
I'm not one of them guys that because I didn't hoop or I don't have a game today, now I don't come outside or I don't live my life or I don't have – I don't – nah, bro. Like, if I'm not in the league, like, every day I haven't been in the league, my wife knows Iman going to be up in the morning. He going to work out. He going to probably have a second second workout where it's just shooting or conditioning, depending on the time. But he's going to have two workouts a day. She knows this already. You know what I'm saying? Like – I'm going to wake up, work out, so that I don't feel anxiety the whole day that I ain't getting no work in. But I'm going to kick mm-hmm. it. I'm going to take Junie out. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to rap because I've been rapping even while I was hooping. So why? Just because I don't have a job. That give me more time to rap, stupid. Anytime you do something outside of your profession, people feel like when you were doing that, somebody was getting better than you, and now we shouldn't pay you no more. I don't know why it's like that. But that's how people feel. And it's, like I said, it's real to them. So if I go a month and I don't post basketball, people think I yeah. haven't touched the ball in a month. It's scary as hell because I'm like, gee, I don't know why y'all think I need to prove to y'all that I like the hoop. That's weird. But yeah. I totally understand perception is everything. And I feel like that yeah. possibly hurt me that I don't kick it how everybody kicks it. If I feel like I've done my work and I'm confident in going to play for a basketball club, then I feel like You're I did my work. Like, we say like a juggler right now in the finals, like how they was just dogging him. Was like, oh, he, he's a bad teammate. He's in Minnesota because he's talking and he's just real open with his teammates and with everybody. And then he go to Phoenix, I mean, uh, the, uh, Philly, and it's the same thing. And then he gets to Miami where they embrace the dog in him. Like, like, do you relate to a type of a person like that? Like, you, you feel where he coming from, where you get that bad rep and that bad rep, and he finally got put in a position where it's hard to say Jimmy Butler is a bad teammate. You know what's crazy? Jimmy told me to act like that coming out. So me and Jimmy worked out together in Sarasota, Florida at IMG to prepare for the draft. Uh-huh. And Jimmy had a lot of this same fuck you in his heart that (laughs) I never had. Like I said, I had my dad there. I never wanted to seem uncoachable. Mm. I always wanted to be like, I cared about certain shit that he didn't care about. He just, I want to be great. I want to be a champion. You know what I'm saying? But he, he, his lifestyle of how he grew up, it fits that fuck you mentality. That's just what it was. My lifestyle wasn't yeah. like that, so my wires wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I took challenges. My dad would have to challenge me that shit for it to become that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so with Jimmy, it's like to see this, like his resilience and like his ability to get everybody to play in that same blue collar way. You know what I'm saying? Like, him telling everybody he wanted to leave and him dealing with all that pressure, it's mm-hmm. cool to him because, like I said, he got them two wires that don't touch. Y'all don't get it, but cool. My whole life, y'all didn't help me. Y'all wasn't shit. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be shit. I'm not supposed to be here nowhere. Everything is supposed to be here. I'm not even supposed to be here, technically. So, yeah. what I do is a plus, and he walks that every day, but he also walks. I was here at 4 a.m. working on this, and I mm. bet my money on it. His confidence is, I bet my money on it. You were still asleep. And I bet my money. You didn't finish the last three reps because you saw 
they ain't have no cameras and your weight instructor probably turned their head. So you ain't finished your last three reps. But I did an extra three because he yeah. didn't see the other three that I did. I realized he turned his head. Like, that's his mentality, and that's where he rests his confidence. So him stealing the game, though, surprising to other people, I know Jimmy and what he's capable of. I knew his heart the whole time when he said he wanted to win. I know the type of player it takes to play with Jimmy Butler. That's why I respect that. And some people can't play with, like, oh, a person like that that's so outspoken and just going to speak the truth. Got to love that. But I think it's more of a control thing, though. If you got too many guys like that, how do you run a ball club? Nah, if everybody's Jimmy Butler, how the fuck do you control them? You can't do that. So it's good. He's a rare commodity. Hey, look, though, this is what I want. This is my question. I like to ask. Like, you from the crib like me, but like, when you got that bag, what you went and did when you look back, like, yeah, I did the that. I had to go. I, I had to cheat myself like, one time. Like, when you. I moved from White Plains to the city. And I went and got me a crib on 31st and 9th. Oh, took the plunge. That boy took the plunge. I was not. D Mads, you don't understand the significance of this move. This move. Listen, listen. This changes everything. This change. This changes things like this. This this takes you from sitting at home one night and you getting the last second. That's why I say the forty-five minutes. The like forty to drive. That's the difference. I'm not about to do it. So when he moved to thirty-seventh and ninth, anything is possible anytime. You are right there. Hey, look, that took all that out the equation, bro. You, you, I'm I can get that hour of sleep like, early on in the day. Pop, pop out for an hour. It, it only hey, takes hour. You say the right thing, I'm gone. Let me pop out, quick. show face, get done what I need to get done. I'm about it. Like, that's just, yeah, I, I think that the first time I really spent my money was on my crib. But what I was paying, like, eight, nine a month, tweaking. Hey, look, though. You're speaking of you talking about you had to have a nice career, right? Like, you sound like a superhero, dog. Like, not one, but you done delivered both your childs at the crib. But, like, please, please, mm. please. Like, how? I was there for all of my kids' birth, and I'm sitting there, and I was not cool. I'm shaking up while all of the professionals are here in place doing what they're supposed to do. My man is by himself delivering. Okay. Wow, bro. I, I, I probably would have been on, like, on the TV. When like, I thought about it, it from outside looking in, yeah, it's scary. But you know, like, you know all things. You're going to be scared all the way till it it's go scary. down. And then your survival instinct just kick in. Like, I was like, what the baby? I'm like zipping. I'm grabbing the <laughs> overnight bag. I'm trying to grab everything. She's like, we going to have to have it here. I'm like, and then... When she laid down, she's like, come in, just help me, just help me. And I was scared, and then I was just like, I breathe. I push. And she pushed twice. I saw the head. She was I feel the head. Next thing you know, Junie Hill was out. And she pushed again, and Junie was in my arms. The second time, Rue, same thing happened. But we was in the tub this time trying to sue, but we ain't playing it. We was just like, if it happens, we know what to do. We had shit set up just in case. So I was timing the contractions, but middle of timing them, I got up out the bed knowing 
It's go time. You can tell your babies that, like, me and your mama delivered y'all. We ain't do all that dog shit. Me and your mama, we did this. That's dope stuff to tell your kids, man, when they get older. (laughs) You a real-life superhero. So tell me this, bro. Your first joint, you came out with the, I remember it, it was the, you did the next tape anthem over the click beat, right? Now you fast forward. You know what I'm saying? You done came all the way to the point where you got a whole album out. You got a gangster grill joint, bruh. But you got a, you know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up, well, not grew up, but like from a long time ago, when you probably kind of when you was growing up, I I can't say I grew up on, I was already grown, kind of. But you grew up on DJ Drama and Gangster Grill. How that feel for you to come, you know what I'm saying, full circle after all this and now, like, I'm really, like you said, I rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I ain't hooping, I ain't doing this, I rap. Like, how that feel like the, not be lying, you already got like, your second act cracking already. I can't explain already. it like, enough for people. Like, it's something about lying that will make you be uncomfortable. There's never been an honest basketball player right. rapping. I'm like, I'm not trying to be the best one. I'm trying to be the one that actually makes songs that people listen to. I don't want to be... Iman is the best NBA rapper. You realize how whack that title is? To be the best NBA rapper? That is the dumbest (laughs) title in the world. I don't want it, bro. But I've been telling Maz, I'm always going to feel like I'm the best one doing this out this lineup, one. Two, I'm one of the best ones doing it when they other lineups show up, when these real rapping dudes show up. Like, I can do voice inflections. I can make party songs. I can talk that cash shit y'all want to talk. I... You know, we just got a digital Amex card these days that's juking because we hoop. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all want to talk cash, bro, like, I can do all of that. I could talk it from the mud how I need to talk it. But for so long, I'm suppressing that to try and upper echelon myself when the basic concept of music is to not detach yourself and make yourself sit on a throne, but is to detach yourself from that spotlight and make everybody feel like you their best friend. He that down to earth. Yeah, we gonna hold him up on a pedestal, but he knocks himself down in his music so that we all kabop together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm trying to get to. When I got a song that's playing in the NBA arena and a bunch of kids love the song and then all the athletes gotta ask who's on that and they be like, that's Iman. That's the day I'll know I made the right song. Straight up. Yo, man, that's been a wrap, man. We got my partner in there, my player partner from out west, world champ, Shump. Got Juju on the beat. Man, y'all, check it out. We appreciate you, Shump, coming to us live from the MIA, yo. Buckle up. Buckle up. I appreciate y'all having me on here, though. Real talk. Be so knucklehead. That's the power shit. Uh, Already know. Players Tribune.com